Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Thank you for listening to us. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. All right, let's get started. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Jalen and Lynn recommitted to dating, and Jalen invited him to tonight's hunting trip. Can you meet me at the Verathi house? Like, should I dress uh, nice, or...? No, you should be ready to kill things. Jalen heads into the Thieves' Guild to check on her Uncle Kylan, and things go very poorly. I want to know where Vincent is. Well, maybe you better check the bottom of the lake. Either Kylan's going to attack Steve, or Steve's going to pull a move on Kylan. And as soon as that happens, she's going to fire. There's a, there's a dance of death going on, and Steve is losing. The Thieves' Guild was not without its intrigue and inconvenience, including a head shaving. And a massive magical backlash seems to happen as this rat is thrown to the floor in some kind of green spark. That was a thing. I don't think I'm going to turn into a were-rat. My head is shaved. Your hair goes off to a wig maker. She's, gonna like, she's probably going to look at it and be like, well, my one vanity now looks like roadkill. Silva delivered the first component for the golem as the party gets ready to go hunting for a second component. And I'm happy to present to you the heart of iron. The heart of an anise hag. Sable sought information from the fairies on how many people were replaced by fairy fetch doubles in her house. Please tell me, everyone that has been replaced with a fetch. Most of them traded away the last of their souls in an effort to oust the matron. Jalen recruited her sister for the hunt. Uh, we're going to head out to House Verathi, and uh, we're going to go monster tipping. Silpha secured bait for the hunt, and the party is off to House Verathi for monster tipping. I will need to draw the attention of certain creatures for us to hunt. It's, well, it's sort of a modified love potion. Oh. Just be careful, it works on people too. <laughs> Shit. Let's get to the story. Sable, would you like to do anything before people show up at your house? I need to find Alan's father. Okay. You can find Alan's father. Uh, he is the only person left in Ophelia's wing of the house. Okay. And he seems to be spending his time packing up everything. So you'll all be leaving then, I say. Well, no, they're just not coming back for their things, so I'm sending them to them. Myself and Alan will be here until Ophelia believes it's safe. Do you have a moment? I do. Yeah, whatever the servants are in the room, I want them gone. Okay. Uh, so I'll send them for, like, tea and cakes or whatever. Whatever servant yeah. was helping, they run off to the kitchen. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, he doesn't have one yet. Right. Eric. He's an Eric. All I right. would not have come up with that. Therefore, there are no other Erics. With an A-Y-R-I-C. <laughs> Eric. I'll say, Eric, how did you feel about the courting? Well, it seemed, um, according to protocol, which I guess is the minimum. So hopefully they'll hit it off better next time. Lord Mentor, uh, I think, feels differently. He has asked for things to proceed toward marriage. Okay, that is the ideal outcome. You seem concerned. Out of character, remind me, did the, the letter say another courting in three days? Or Yeah, yeah. so he, he had, you'd agreed to four courtings, and you did the first one, and he said, we'll be back in three weeks, and then he changed it to three days. Rather than waiting three weeks, he wanted to come back in three days. Okay, that's that's great. That's amazing. He must see some real value in a in a full alliance with House Verathi. I would I would say so, but 
with Ophelia not here. And, you know, we went looking for her. Uh, yes, I had heard. She went to the Druies, and I assume you found her? No. She's missing. I'm okay. sorry, that's a terrible thing to lay on you, but we couldn't find her. Have I you don't... heard from her? No. No, I haven't. I don't know what her... She was very concerned about the safety of the family, and she wrapped everybody up and went. I. It's possible she's hiding or running or something. She's She's very powerful. I'm sure she's fine. I certainly hope so. I don't mean your family any harm. Should you stay here, you'll be protected. Well, thank you, Sable. I can appreciate that. I will continue to make choices with the consultation of my wife. Who's missing? My intention is to write back to Mentor and say that Ophelia is not at home. I would prefer to have her here for a second courting. He thinks, kind of cocks his head to the side, and then says, I don't know that you want to stall. I, I would think this was the most ideal outcome. We should move as fast as we can. If that's what you wish. To be father of the king? Yes. That, I mean, that would be wonderful. All right. I'm going to consider. Very well. If I can offer you any advice, please let me know. The... Mentor family has a great reputation as moderators, a moderating force, a mentoring force, and I would, I would think that Alan could grow to be quite good at that. He's a thoughtful boy. I'll say, is Alan still here? Oh yes, he's. Um, well, I actually don't know where he is. He's supposed to be helping pack. He could be in any of the rooms. All right. Well, I'll send once the servant comes back with tea. I'll send them to find Alan. Find Alan and bring him back. Uh, yeah, they'll, I mean, they'll eventually find him. He's not far away. He's on the same floor, just down the hall. And they find him sorting through belongings. While they're doing that, I'll ask Eric, do you want to tell him or should I? That his courting will be in three days? I'll happily tell him. Okay. And then I'd like a moment with him, please. Oh, absolutely. And then Alan comes in and Eric says, I'm sipping my tea. Alan, we have good news. Lord Mentor seems to see great potential in this alliance with House Varathi, and so the next courting will actually be basically two days from now. We will begin preparing. I would like you to study up, please. And he gestures to a book that's over on the table, and it is the Mentor family tree. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan looks kind of bummed, but grabs the book and says, yes, father. And he says, now the Baroness would like to speak with you. I'm going to head down the hallway and continue packing up. And he will turn and walk down the hall. A gesture to a seat. Alan will sit politely. Do you want a cup of tea? Uh, no, no, thank you. Sandwich? N no, no, thank you. How old is he? Alan would be 16 or 17, somewhere in there. So he grew up at the same time, but he was one of those that grew up, you know, like I was over there and nobody touched me. Yeah, he was not allowed to play with you. I would like to know as honestly as you are capable of telling me what you think of this arrangement. Oh, well, I I think the courting went okay. I tried to follow all of the rules, and Harriet followed all of the rules. You followed all the rules brilliantly. Thank you. I, tr I studied hard for that. I went through all of the old books and notes, and I, I think we did great. I think I don't, I don't think I missed anything. Lord Mentor agrees, accelerating the time to the next courting. 
Yes, I'm excited about that. Harriet seems nice. (laughs) She's she's also very well studied. She followed all of the rules, too. Flawlessly. And if everything goes according to plan, according to the way I'm sure your mother and father would like it to go, how would you feel about marriage? I think it's grand. It's I'm very excited. Really? <laughs> I mean, I think in this kingdom, the opportunity to become king is something to be really excited about. That's a 14 plus one of my rolling insight. 17. You can definitely tell with that level of insight that he's nervous. He's convinced that this is the best possible outcome. This is the best thing he could have ever hoped for. You suspect he's been told that. (laughs) You know that there are still people in the family that want me dead. No, I thought you killed them. You you killed the assassin. I killed the hired assassin. Oh, I guess it does make them just as guilty if they hire them than if they are the assassin. In my position, what would you do with the ones that paid for your head well i mean it looks like their lorelei moved out and well she's the one who most obviously hated you so i probably would let her exile herself lord mentor was very clear he wanted stability this is stable enough do you think your mother moved out because she's lorelei's daughter then well she was very likely told to move out lorelei told everyone under her branch of the family to move out oh I'll tell you this. I I told your father this as well. I have no ill will toward your family, and you're welcome to stay. Well, thank you. I I will like this place, but when I'm married, I think I'll move into the Mentor Manor in in town. Of course. I just want you to know that your family is welcome and safe here, and I worry about them being away. Oh, well, okay. Well, thank thank you for your concern. I think it's uh, it's very touching. I'm gonna have to learn zone of truth. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> to make people tell me things, I'll say, "All right, well, I want to meet with you one more time before the courting, uh, but I have, and I roll my eyes, business today." Okay, great. Thanks. He take st- a sandwich for later. Stands up and takes a sandwich because you didn't ask. You told, and he will walk out. Adelaide will find you almost immediately after oh, you leave okay. that wing. Wonderful, because I wanted to find her. And say, Milady. Yes. We have been waiting for your request to move you into the matron's suite. Oh. There's an item in there that we uh, would prefer not to handle. An item? Yes, it's a kind of bag. It moves, Milady. Uh, okay. Uh, was it not there before? No, no, no. It's been there the whole time. It's definitely the matrons. We've seen her with it. It just... No one... Well, we weren't allowed to touch it. And now that it's there, it definitely... It definitely moves. Can you fetch Helena for me, Adelaide? Yes. Thank you. Immediately. And Helena will come back. She's not in her armor. She's looking fairly relaxed in her houseware. And says, yes. There's a moving bag in... The lady in the matron's private quarters. Do you know anything about it? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. They're afraid to touch it. Well, they were never allowed to touch it. Right. So should should I go get it? Right, should it's, I bring uh, a weapon? <laughs> no, no. It's it's a it's a magical item. It's something that she carried as a sort of insurance policy. I think, like a. I, I've never seen her use it, but supposedly she said it could produce. Like guards or something? Okay. 
then I shouldn't be concerned. I don't think so. I'll go check it out. Very well. Did you do anything else? Not at this time. Okay. The servants are very concerned that you're not moving into the matron's suite. Why? Why are they concerned? Why should I have to move? How to phrase this? Kings belong on their thrones? I was going to say I'm not a king, but... It was a figure speech. I know. Helena, is this going to be a problem? Well, it, it will definitely bother them until you do. Yes, you're in the one of the smallest rooms in the house. There are, there are guest rooms larger than your room. I like my room. Well, you, you can turn it into your study or something. It's not very big. I'll talk to Adelaide about it. Please, I mean, you don't get much of a chance to relax. And it's going to be a busy time over the next few days. So relax now. We'll talk later. Okay. And, all right, let's check out that moving bag. Will this be the first time I've been in the matron's actual chambers? Probably not the first time, but it's super rare. Yeah. Super duper rare. As Since you've been even remotely an adult, yes. So I'm, I go to the doors of her room because I see them with big double doors. Yeah, they are. And like kind of pause at the doors and take a deep breath and then throw them both open and walk inside. Okay. Trying to be all like, yeah, I belong here, and I just feel so small. So you don't know how much was in this room before she passed away, but there's almost nothing in this room now. Like, the furniture is still here, the bed is still here, the linens are still made, but it's it doesn't look lived in anymore. But on the bedside stand, there is a tan leather bag, and as you walk up to it, it appears to have some some kind of bulges in it. And as you get close to the table, it, it definitely vibrates and something sort of pokes from the inside. All right. I am not going to touch it. I'm going to roll an arcana check. Sure. The difficulty will be 15. All right. I rolled an 11. You don't know what this is. And I've never seen her with it. I don't remember anything. So you do remember her having it around. She took it with her on mostly on diplomatic trips. You don't remember it moving. Great. Uh, poke at it. Poke. It doesn't poke back, but it will eventually, like, shake again. Is it tied shut? Yes. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm untying it. Inside is strangely dark inside. No matter how you turn the top of it, it doesn't seem to put more light into the bag. But there are some spherical shapes that look fuzzy rolling around in the bottom of the bag. Are they moving? Like, on their own? No. They don't appear to be. Feeling like an idiot, I'll look into the bag and say, uh, hello? It does not respond. Oh, I don't have identify. I'm just gonna, how big is this bag? It, it's a little bigger than a, than a coin pouch. It fits on your belt pretty well. All right, well, I pick it up, tie it onto my belt. Cape. It doesn't seem to be doing anything, right? Does it move uh, on its own while it's sitting on my hip? Once it settles onto your hip, it seems to move a lot less. Okay, but it was moving before that. Yes. And actually, as you as you walk around, you will occasionally feel it shift, strangely. Okay. I'll check it out later. I'm not going to do it in the house. I don't know what comes out of this thing. So, mm-hmm. except maybe guards. Maybe. Maybe guards. Uh, I'll be like, oh my god, matron. You couldn't have left me instructions. She might have left someone else instructions. Yeah, I'm looking around. They appear to have moved out. <laughs> as in the circle member she left instructions with is not there. Well. Whoever she in- intended to take over the house yeah. has not shared any information with you. Yeah. She didn't say that. 
I kind of like, yeah, stole that from her. So there's nothing of hers left in this room. No, all of the clothes are gone. The bed's been stripped. There is a bookshelf. There are no books on it. And I mean, the impression you got of the matron is that she was a very minimalist person anyway. So like, probably didn't have to take that much out of here, but it's it's empty. But this is like a huge room, isn't it? Oh, it's it's actually multiple rooms. It's the, sweet. There's a sunning breakfast nook with big windows. There's a a large bedroom that closes off pretty well. It has a skylight kind of thing that you could open. There's a study type living space uh, in the middle and something separate that might be a library slash reading nook. It's basically four rooms. And it has a little closet and a big closet. The little closet seems to just have like a chamber pot in it. Four sets of clothes. It's gonna be very weird. Yeah, you're you're not gonna fill this room out with your stuff. Yeah, no. But we can have slumber parties. Oh my god! Yeah, there's plenty of room. The bed is big enough for like four people. Okay, so surely there's servants hanging around. Yes, not in this room, but near it. I'll send for Adelaide. Adelaide will show up and say, "Yes, milady." If you could have people start moving me in please it will be done thank you and then once she's gone i'm going to cast detect magic and find out if this woman had any hidey holes or anything else that i should know about since i'm going to be sleeping here so you find in the ceiling residual magic so nothing is actively magical there but there's uh, basically near the rafters there's a little house basically like a a chair for someone that stands about seven inches tall, a little table maybe. Uh, basically, there's a small suite built up in the rafters. For a little fairy spy. Yeah, and there's just like little glittery flakes all over it. Bit fairy poop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. For nothing else, she doesn't have any like secret exits or anything that I can see. Nope, nope. The if I take was... a look around, I don't see any like secret hidey holes. No, she does not appear to have been a subtle person. Okay, imagine that. So great. The the big windows in the study do open quite wide. You're on the third floor. You That's got a nice. beautiful view of the thorns, and you can actually see tree kind of poking up through some of the other trees. He's quite tall. Oh. I don't know if Tree can hear me from here. I'm not going to yell at him. Hey, Tree! <laughs> there is one other thing that I wanted to do before okay. I left, though. When it gets to be dusk and people aren't watching me as much, I want to like sneak away and go back into the grove. And like once I'm in the grove, then I want to try one of those fluffy balls of whatever's in this pouch. Okay, behind you is a monster manual. You should grab it. I can't uh, wait for her to show it to someone. You have the tan bag of tricks. i be like, what the fuck is that? Burn it. I have a tan <laughs> bag of tricks. Oh gosh, okay. So I should roll a d8 and see what comes out. Three is a baboon. So yeah, you throw you throw a poof ball on the ground and it immediately turns into a giant red-ass baboon. <laughs> <laughs> what the... It looks at you expectantly. Uh, hi. It cocks its head to the side. Can you understand me? It cocks its head to the other side. Uh, climb the tree. It climbs a tree. Oh, wow. That worked. Can you get back in the bag? It comes back down, looks at the bag, puts a hand in the bag. All right, so Pulls the hand work. back out, puts a foot in the bag, pulls the you, foot you, back you out. You can stop trying. It stops trying. Poke at it. Is it real? Like, is yeah, it like, it's solid? Very, it's very real. It even smells a little. Uh, 
Smells like the gorilla cage. Tree. Yes? Do you have any idea how long this monkey lasts? The matron used the bag very rarely, but my understanding is she could call forth a number of things a day, and that they would last until sunset or sunrise. Did she ever use them when she was in the thorns? I'm worried about it mutating if we go back. She never had them transverse the thorns. I imagine she knew the answer to that question. I do not. She didn't leave me any instructions, Tree. This is a problem with mortality. Perhaps in the future you will give me the instructions for the one that comes after you. That's a good idea. Thank you. Tree does not nod. Well, we're going to try to go through the thorns, and we'll see what happens to Baboon. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, don't, I don't know this shit. All right, we're heading, we're heading out to House Farathi. So as you get to the edge of House Farathi's property on the road, Lin is there. He is wearing, he does not have a horse with him. He is wearing a set of armor that looks like it has actually been used in fights. Last time you saw him, he was wearing something ornamental. This looks like maybe it's a breastplate that he uses for practice. On his back is a massive covered greatsword. It's in kind of a makeshift sheath of leathers. He also has a bow strung over one shoulder, a quiver kind of dangling low off of his back, and he has a set of hunting knives in his belt. And there's a... He is ready. A small pack on the ground next to him. And he says, uh, I hope you don't mind. I told them I was going hunting, but I didn't tell them with who. That's great. Thanks for coming, Lynn. Hey, I'm excited. This is great. Let's, let's get to know each other. You know Jessica? Hi, Jessica. And Jessica says, you look so tough. And this is Silpha. Nice to meet you, Lynn. Well, nice to meet you too, Silpha. I, I think, well, we haven't really met Matt, but I, I know you. And he extends a hand to shake your hand. Sure. And she'll take his hand. Yeah, he, he's got a strong grip. So. And I come walking up and go, hi. I brought reinforcements. Sable. Uh, nice to meet you. Officially meet you. And he extends his hand to shake your hand. I show him my gloved hand and all of the bandages that cover me and say I'm not really the touching type. Very well. Uh, are they coming with us? Oh, yeah. Well, you knew Jessica was coming. Yeah, well, there's an eyebrow raised, and the eyebrow raised is the phrenemic for what the fuck. <laughs> and she is also going to say to Sable, talk later. Uh, I, I didn't realize we were going to have company. Well, you explicitly asked if she would like to invite Jessica along. I see no problem with Lynn joining us. Lynn kind of looks at the three of you as you phrenemic and waggle your eyebrows <laughs> and say a few things that are a little bit a little bit catty. And he says, Well How's your family with magic, Lynn? The Porninos are fine with magic, as long as you don't get it by making out with fairies. <laughs> I give you Epic side-eye, Jalen. <laughs> Epic side-eye. Jalen's also still got her hood down, so you can't actually see much of her face. Anyway, he says, uh, and I'll turn to Jessica and kind of extend a hand and say, Jessica, good to meet you. And Jessica grabs his hand, and you can see that she is actively trying to, like, overpower him <laughs> in the handshake. You can see, like, the veins pop in her neck as she squeezes his <laughs> Squeezes as hard as she can. All right, Jessica. Jessica, you got it. And Lynn kind of pats her on the shoulder and says, 
Yeah, you're pretty strong. She's actually stronger than he is. Sylph is taking mental notes like, have mother <laughs> teach Jessica how to shake hands without making it a contest. So hold on one second. This exchange isn't quite over. <laughs> oh. Jessica will let go of his hand and you can see him kind of do like a really friendly like, ow, and shake his hand out. Hey, you're, you're pretty tough. Hey, we could spar later. And Jessica says, oh, we will. And she turns and does the most exaggerated hip sway <laughs> walk imaginable. I gave her a lesson and subtly on this. <laughs> which turns everyone's heads in that direction. Oh, God, Jessica. And, and Lynn kind of takes a step back at that and looks over at, at Jalen and says, Jalen shrugs. I like the hood look. I just put my hand over my eyes and shake my head. So we have a little while before dark, and I think Lynn and I probably both have fairy terror swords, so... Oh yeah, we should probably, like... Prepare people for that? Yeah, do you have, do you have an enclosed space with, like, locking doors? Oh, right, because the sword. How is the sword around horses? As long as they're not fairy horses, they're usually fine. Alright, well the stables are right here. So you head into the stables and close the barn doors. They don't lock great, but whatever. There are a bunch of stable pages running around. I'll say, give us a minute. They'll kind of go, okay, and walk out. Hey, they just said okay and walked out. They didn't, like, act weird around me. (laughs) I, like, actually am pleased with this. So Lin will flop his greatsword over his shoulder and kind of prop the tip of the blade into the straw and start unwrapping it. And as soon as you can see the blade, it's terrifying. Roll me. Dude, do I need to say that? No, you're practiced. Jalen's practiced at this. We also have seen a seen Yeah, one I before. think they get advantage, and Jessica does too. Oh. Sure, she should. Yeah, every, everybody gets advantage to the roll. That's good, because the first get, one sucked. You get a plus two to your save, because Lynn is a little paladin. Oh, it's a baby paladin. What's the save? It is a will save. So if we got a 19. I rolled an 11, plus that is a 6, is 17. Great. The DC's pretty low. Jessica loses her shit. <laughs> Jessica, you've been around this like so many times. She backs up, slams into the closed double doors, turns around, pulls at them. It doesn't let go immediately, and so she turns around and pulls her rapier. Hold, 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 hold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jessica, chill out. And Lynn flops the leather back over the blade, and she calms and says, God, I hate that sword. I hate that sword. Okay, you've been around it a lot. You've been around mine a lot. Yeah, okay, okay. It's the same thing. Okay, hold on. I got this. She lets out a big deep breath and says, okay, all right, let's do it again. And Lynn flips it over. Those of you who have saved already are fine. Another wave of fear hits. Jessica this time holds holds it together. And Lynn says, okay, now Jalen, open yours up. Oh, God. All right, she'll pull hers out. Okay, everyone roll me a save again. You all have advantage, but this time the DC's harder because there's two of them in the room. But we still get the plus two. Still get the plus two. 23. Everybody wins. 14. All right. Oh. 14 is just good enough. So with two blades out, the DC went from 10 to 14. So I, I look a little nervous yeah. and cringe, yeah. but okay, don't so, run away. So far, we're not going to use them on you. I, unless you turn bad. Okay, well... That pleasantry's out of the way. Where's the best place to go, Sable? Well, I, I know where to go. I know the, know the areas where monsters tend to come, right? And that's yeah. where I would go to. So basically, you're going to head down to the area where the lumberjacks work. And there's so when you get out there, there's a previously had been a very sustainable thing. So they 
cut and planted behind them, and then magically the trees grew super fast. There's a, a bunch of lumberjack cabins near this spot and piles of wood. Um, just everywhere. Wood everywhere. One thing Jalen would be concerned about is some sort of terrain advantage where, like, do we have a retreat point? Yeah. Well, as you talk about those things, I'll be thinking about Escape it. route, high places, low places, whatever. I have like. pretty good intelligence and wisdom, so... So there's there's about ten very climbable trees that are nowhere near the thorns that you could be in. There's also a mess hall for the lumberjacks that's not very big, but it's basically a cabin. Protectable. Defensible. All right, so this is, is I, I just say, is this acceptable? I think this is great. Should a few of us start up in trees? I'll leave the battle planning to people that are better at that. Lynn, Jessica. Yes. I expect you to keep confidences, even from your families. We're going to be fighting here, and there are things that all of us can do that I don't necessarily want your families to know about. Lynn nods. Jessica flips you off. She's fine. Welcome to the mid-roll, which means it's time for animal facts. There are several species of bears in the world, making them between 4 and 8 feet tall and between 60 and 1,000 pounds. There are black bears, brown bears, panda bears, grizzly bears, polar bears, sloth bears, spectacled bears, sun bears, and likely some more, which is a bit like naming all the types of elves in D&D. Bears live about 25 years in the wild, but can double that in captivity. Now bear with me on this one. Most bears have a form of hibernation. When food is scarce, their bodies slow their heart rate, temperature, metabolism, and respiration. In hibernation, the creature can go a hundred days without eating or drinking. Female bears tend to wake up from hibernation early to give birth to a litter of about four cubs. Bears are omnivorous, but they all have a preferred diet, making some, like the panda, vegetarians, and the Alaskan brown bear is all about the fish. Bears have been clocked at 27 miles per hour, with some evidence that certain species can hit 40 miles per hour when they need to take down a horse. Most bears are good swimmers, but the polar bear can swim about 6 miles an hour for 100 miles at a time. A bit like humans at times, bears are very smart, with good memories and expert navigation skills. They can see in color, use tools, and have been witnessed mourning the loss of parents for weeks. Frankly, in our current world, it sucks to be a large mammal that isn't a human, particularly one that is considered dangerous to humans. Most types of bears are on the endangered species list. All right, let's get back to it. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, Nate, is I have a spell, and I have no idea if we can, like, finagle it but i have a spell called locate animals or plants mm -hmm. that allows me to try to find a particular type of animal within a particular range what is the range because that's the part that will make this viable or not five miles i find oh. the direction and distance of the closest creature or plant of that kind within five miles but i mean what we're looking for is, like, one of these types that we could look for. So, like, what what do we have? We had fire, we had ice, we had life, we had steel. The heart of cold, the heart of fire, the heart of life. We got the heart of steel and the heart of stone. Okay, so which one do we want to hunt tonight? I mean, I had thought we were going to just see what came out of the thorns because it would help protect your household to fight the creatures no matter what they were. 
but we're going to seek one out. Sure. The reason that I'm asking is if I could find, like, if there is a fire type, could I do the locate animals or plants for anything that, like, is almost fueled by fire? That's really finagling it. It's cheating a bit, but... If we use this spell, I will give you an increased chance of getting what you want. However, when you encounter it, you will assuredly not be near these defensible trees and the mess hall. Oh, if we actually You will go have that wandered direction. three yeah. miles south or whatever. Yeah, whatever. The terrain will be the terrain when you find it. It'll be random. All right, so I say if we want to find something specific and we don't want just whatever comes out, I can throw a wide magical net and we could follow the path. I like this idea. Today I went to Thalia's and I obtained something which could be used as a bait of sorts. We might try it at another juncture. I thought tonight it was just important to protect your property. All right, well, let's lay bait, see what comes. Well, she didn't bring the bait with her this time. You didn't bring the bait? Didn't we come from Thalia straight here? Silpha was given the belladonna and the antitoxin and the potions, which she was told, basically, don't get on something accidentally. So I went home and stashed those before uh-huh. we okay. headed back to the Rathia estate. She wasn't going to risk the something happening to the Belladonna or the, the love potions, so... Jalen will pick a tree to take station by and wait. Well, there's a discussion of, of strategy going on with the the people who are, are fight-minded. I think Silpha tries to use the opportunity to, to bond with Jessica and Lynn and... Since they've pulled out their swords to display them, she'll take out this dagger and say, so I don't know anything about knives, but ever since my father found out that I got stabbed at Edgar Varathy's funeral, he agreed that I could carry my grandmother Beatrix's dagger. What do you think? And she displays this. It's a pretty mean looking dagger. You'd almost think it was ceremonial because it's got this hilt that looks like the body of a wasp with wings outstretched. And so the blade is actually its stinger. And there's a groove in it. Silpha wouldn't have any idea what the groove is for, but she'll display it to those who might and be like, what do you think of this? That's a sick dagger, Silpha. Yeah, what's, I've never seen this before. What's that? Uh, it's for poison. Oh. I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Grandma Beatrix wasn't known for being a, a really kind person. She was known for getting her way. Ah, well, I can see how. So Jessica says, all right, so I'm going to hang out at the base of this tree. And then like when it comes out, I'm going to I'm going to like run at it. OK, so how about you guys shoot at it and can somebody get up there really high so they can tell us when it's coming? And Lynn kind of leans back and goes, that's a sound enough strategy. All right. Who wants to go up the tree? Who wants to be the scout? I see you very well in the dark. That's true. And you can cast your spells from a distance. He says, all right, Silpha, I'll give you a boost. Such a gentleman. I can actually climb. Okay. With a boost, you have advantage. Give me a quick climb check. DC's going to be only 12. You you have no problem getting up a tree with your at least 14. Like I'm used to climbing up a rope or something. (laughs) It's like you practice. The moment that we start to hear something coming through the thorns, let me know. I want to have everybody within almost touch range of me if I can. Silpha... Silpha's too high up. Yeah, if you're too high up, I can't help you. But Lynn is going to uh, roll his nature skill. In order to hide his scent, he's going to take some of the logs that are around and kind of make a little lean-to. 
gestures for anybody else who wants to hide in the little log lean too. Should we hide? I mean, should some of us be out here as bait? I'll hang out by Sylpha's tree, and when she starts pointing something, I mean, she, you can tell me like the direction on the clock to look, and then yeah, I'll be so ready I'll, to shoot it. I just want to be close between them, you know. Like I'll, I'll say, I'll hang close to her. Okay. Because that'll give me a chance to whisper a conversation to you while we're waiting. How <laughs> is Lynn the round? Lynn was kind of hoping everyone would go in his little lean-to when it's clear that no one is going in his little lean-to. <laughs> Except Jessica. Jessica will go in. Yeah, he doesn't want to hang out with her. <laughs> oh. But now he's he's created this obligation. So he, he and Jessica are like hanging out socially in this little lean-to. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm standing next to the tree whispering to you, Oh, I thought you might want to hang out with Lynn in the lean-to. Oh, I didn't think of that. Okay, I'll, I'll go do that. <laughs> so so, so Jalen comes into the lean-to. <laughs> I'll stay near the tree. So, yeah, the three of you <laughs> hang out in the lean-to. Uh, what's the conversation about? I don't know that Jalen would say anything with Jessica there. I mean, she or she probably wouldn't start a conversation with know. Jessica there. Y'all are just casually allowing your shoulders, yeah, your shoulders to, to touch. touch. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of kind of making vantage points between like the wall and the lean to, so we can see out, and, you know, possibly shoot something if we need to. I, I somehow imagine that if Jessica is has been allowed any amount of time to be in charge of any conversation, it's about how expertly she can stab things. Yeah, I think if no one offers a a topic, it becomes quickly about it's Jessica's show. Yeah, and then she gives a, a long recounting of her various deeds of greatness and Lynn listens politely and kind of leans on you. And Jessica's we're going to roll insight. Well, she does pretty well. So after about, you know, an hour of Jessica talking at you, it's definitely gotten dark and she says, "Yeah, I'm going to pee or something." And Okay, be careful. Leaves the two of you alone in the lean-to. Don't Smooch. go far. To- oh, okay. She walks over to the tree to right. hang out with Sable and Basically says, God, the air in there's thick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suspect it is. I can't believe she brought Lynn on this hunt. I mean, I, if I had a boyfriend, I'd bring him on a hunt. Are you looking for a boyfriend right now, Jessica? Well, you, nobody's come courting. I think it's because they're afraid of my yeah. mystique. <laughs> I think they're afraid of your prowess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what I don't get? In the Evans family, I'm supposed to be a princess. Jalen's supposed to be a fuck up, so she gets to date anybody she wants. I, I don't. I don't think Jalen's supposed to be a fuck up. No, she is. That's how it works. She's supposed to be the fuck up. Oh, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Okay. I love uh, her. So, but you don't. You have no desire to be a princess, do you? No, I'd much rather be a fuck up. Well, trade places. You know, I keep saying that, and they just won't do it. Okay, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica will start telling you about knives. She's got actually great knife sharpening techniques. Yeah. Uh, She'll walk you through the best regimen of knife sharpening. That's fine. Yeah, as she does so also, like, actually, this would be a nice little bonding moment because I know carpentry skills pretty well, and I'll tell her how to make some really fucking ass sharp wooden stakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the two of you get uh, very excited. About weapons. About weapons. Let me know when some movement happens. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. When that does, I go all business. Uh, so back in the lean-to, the windows are fogging up. 
<laughs> the, the, the glassless windows are fogging, fogging up. up yeah. There's steam coming steam out. Steam is rising from the lean-to. No, Lin, Lin is a gentleman, and so he will just kind of lean on you and say, this is really nice. Well, it's nice at the moment. I think it's going to get a little gritty in a bit, but I'm really glad you're here doing this with us. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. I agree. My monster tipping. <laughs> monster tipping. And he says, so tell, tell me, um, when was the last time you fought a monster? Two days ago. Really? Wow. It's been a couple of weeks for me. The Porninio estate is up against the thorns. You probably see a lot of action then. Uh, every couple of days. Most of the stuff, if you just leave it alone, we, it goes away. But, you know, if it gets too close to the horses, we, oh, right. we ride every night. Your horses must have um, balls of steel. Uh, they're, they're pretty well trained. Yeah. Okay, cool. Lynn? Mm-hmm. It's dark now, right? Yeah, it's totally dark. She's gonna slide the hood down, and I, I don't know how well. He I'm gonna can roll see. a dice to see to see how he handles this lack of hair. Oh, thirteen. Yeah, pretty well. So little little kind of go. Oh wow! And he puts a hand out and kind of touches the top of your head, and, and then, then um, what he's doing. and then just kind of pulls you in for a kiss. Oh. And he kind of cuddles in closer to you. Oh. It's awkward because you're both wearing armor. <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink, crack. Armor isn't really known like for Like braces locking, armor locking. Cuddling. yeah. <laughs> you all come out and your armor is locked together. <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys, can you help? <laughs> That's worse than when your braces get yeah. cut. There's really no plan going on here that would modify my table. So would someone right. please roll me a d20? Just one person, one d20. Yeah, don't roll yours. Yours is... <laughs> what, what is it? A 17. All right. So the first half of the night goes by. It is absolutely quiet. After midnight, I need another d20. 14. It remains... God damn it. ...eerily still. <laughs> now give me the d20 because they hate me these days. So it gets to be about, you know, three, four in the morning. Oh, we're getting really tired. Everybody's really tired. Nothing has been happening. Lynn is awake. He's He's done a pretty good job of staying awake, but he's... You know, staying warm, cuddled up next to you. Jessica has gotten absolutely bored and is kind of sitting at the base of the tree and she's out cold, just asleep. I bump her a little every time she starts to snore. After about the third bump, you get the impression that this is a dangerous decision you make, you're making. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, three in the morning and another d20 roll. Five. Okie dokie. Are they coming? <laughs> Please send us a monster. Yeah. Yay! I guess we should have had her roll first. <laughs> We're going to be tired tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So about four in the morning, you, there's a, a snorting, clattering noise. Just like, it sounds like something is moving with lots of additional thumps. Like it's got a lot of legs. Can we say before this that I had climbed up into the tree next to Silpha? Late in the morning, yeah, sure. You've had lots of time to get bored and change position. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been hanging out, probably talking about those two, gossiping about those two. Do we all hear this? So, Silpha, you are the first person to see something. Your eyes are very well adjusted, and this thing does not hide well. Something that you would describe as a mutated crayfish octopus bear wow <laughs> is solidly the size of a tree comes lumbering towards your part of the things 
The message spell can be used at a distance of 120 feet. Okay, yeah, you can uh, definitely so. tell anybody whatever anything you want. Sable is right next to me. I don't, so she will she will know already. But I will message Jalen on the ground. Ready positions. Something's coming. Jalen will look through one of the spy holes we made. So you can hear it before you can see it. And she'll tap Lynn. Yeah, the moment that we can hear it, I am going to murmur something druidic under my breath and brush my fingers across Silpha and give her guidance. And then I'm scrambling down the tree. So you scramble down the tree. Roll me a stealth roll. I'm not really trying to be stealthy. You can choose to fail if you wish. Well, it's 12. So you go skittering down the tree. It is pretty quiet. You land next to Jessica, who is softly snoring. Right, and then I kick her and jump away. (laughs) (laughs) She will wave her hand out to grab you, and you you have jumped away. And she'll fall over, and then she'll say, like, fuck! At which point it charges, like, comes tearing out of the brush. Shit. As it has heard something that it can eat. Initiative rolls, please. Ooh, bad. Two of them oh, got guidance. Silpha got a natural 20. Oh, yeah, Silpha. Am I rolling for them or are you rolling for them? Let's just have them go last. Uh, I got a nine. I got a 17. 19. So, monsters... You're supposed to be like the, the quick and Well, st- I'm, I'm also in a lean-to, like, with her with boyfriend. Lynn. With Lynn. Yeah, I'm a little distracted. There's some cuddling going on. Cuddle snuggles. Too bad you're wearing armor. It kind of makes the rest there, of it a little difficult. There would be heavy petting, but we can't get to our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like... Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> so who beat a nine? As I said, I got a natural 20. So Silpha's definitely going first. I got a 19. Sable's going second. And I got a nine. Jalen, you're going third. The monster then goes. And then we will have Jessica, because she has a dex bonus, go before Lynn. We're going to fight a croctobear. Silpha, croctobear, emerges from the thorns and is charging towards the sound of the word fuck. like it does so from my vantage point high up in this tree what is my range in feet approximately would you say the range is more like 120 feet or is it within a 60 foot range so i think if it closes to the bottom of the tree it's within 30 let's let's go with 60 feet to the thorn line okay so silva will will wait until it's within this range of about 60 feet to cast ray of frost and that is a 17. That just hits. So an icy blast of cold rockets down from the top of the tree where Silpha is and explodes on Croctobear. Croctobear! Hitting it, doing three cold damage and making it slowed. Ooh, smart. Precisely. Sable, you are at the base of the tree. How far am I from those two? We're coming out from the shelter. Yeah, they're probably. coming out from the shelter, but they're about 10 feet from the, the tree. This thing isn't out of the thorns yet. Uh, it is coming out of the thorns. You can see it. All right. So I am, as it emerges, I'm going to wait until it's like fully emerged from the thorns. And the moment that it is fully emerged from the thorns, I'm going to cast Entangle, which will bring up a whole bunch of weeds and vines and make the the whole area in a 20-foot square. It turns it into difficult terrain, and it's going to try to entangle Octobear. Okay, Octobear is going to roll, is it strength or dex? Strength versus my spell save DC. Octobear is stuck with a six, so he's All currently right. entangled. Jalen. Okay, so she's going to she's gonna shoot it twice with the hand crossbow and hit both times. That was a 25 and a 26. Yeah, no problems. Got all those bad rolls out with the social stuff. <laughs> Let us hope it was all social awkwardness. Well, that wasn't great. Five and seven. 
Okay. So 12 points of damage. 12 damage. She's going to head for Jessica to make sure she gets up and is ready. So it's turn. It's going to try to break out of the thorns. Does a 13 break your spell, DC? 14. 14. So he misses by one. It is still stuck in the thorns and entangled. It does not make any noises where its mouth would be, which honestly only Silpha can probably ascertain right now, is where most of the tentacles seem to be coming out of. And that's going to bring us to Jessica. Jessica gets up. Jessica pulls a sword. Jessica looks out and can kind of see in the moonlight that thorns have grown up around this thing, and it's not safe to go to it. So she will pull a crossbow off of her back and... Am I rolling for her? Oh, go ahead. You do it. I'm sorry. I gave you her whole sheet. You tell me what she does. 14. 14 will not hit. It has chitinous plating like a crayfish. Lin! Lin pulls his sword out. You've all practiced with it at this juncture. We will just meta that you spent time with the sword out. We're all we're all chill. We all know what Lin's sword is about at this point. <laughs> the creature is not close enough to be impacted by the fear, and Lin's sword starts to glow. I don't think he's going to do anything. Actually, he does have a bow. He, can he does have a bow. Roll to shoot it. Roll to 19, so that's a 22. That'll definitely hit. A 9. Silpha! So it's entangled, and I had hit it with a ray of frost. This time, from her vantage point, Silpha will make a terrifying sound and gesture, and the skeletal hand that Jalen and Sable have seen her summon in a previous fight appears to smack this creature in the face. What did you roll? I rolled a 14, and with my attack bonus for a spell, it is a 20. That'll hit. So it will also do 1d8 worth of damage. It takes 3 damage, and should it be affected by this property, it's taking 3 necrotic damage, and it can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Um, How far are they away from me? They're 10 feet from you. I'm going to ready just in case it comes at me and cast Shillelagh on the club that I have. Your club is Shillelagh. Jalen. Jalen's going to shoot it again with the crossbows and hit it again. 225. Yeah, that's definitely yep. two hits. Yep. And that's a six and a nine, so 15 points. Okay. Peppering it full of arrows. It tries to break out of the... Uh, it does. Yep. It tears its way out of the thorn entangle protrusion and charges across the field. It does not, It did not get frosted this turn, right? So it has its full speed back? I believe so, yes. So it closes all the way up with remarkable speed to Jalen, Lynn, and Jessica and is there. And it's the, even though you were 10 feet from the tree, it's, it's big. So it's there against all three of you, including Sable. And that's going to be its whole turn, though. And then Jessica? Yep. I think Jessica's probably going to pull a rapier... Oh no! You play Jessica. No, it's okay. Tell me what. Tell me what she does. I'm guessing she's going to pull a rapier and a dagger and go to town. Go to town. All right, let's roll it up. Gray is the rapier. Nineteen. That'll hit. And twelve probably. Well, not hit. That. Five. Okay. And does she get a dash action? I believe she's more fighter than thief. Right. And Lynn. Lynn is going to use fairy bane. Sure. Does he get just one strike or two? He actually he does get two attacks because he has multi attack at level five. Yeah, he's going to hit it. Smite it with the fairy bait. Well, no, he's not actually smiting it. That's a technical term. It's 14. 14 will not connect. So 19. That will hit. And it's 2d6, 3d6. Is considered a fey, so 4d6. 4d6. Two for the sword, two for the greatsword. It's 14. Okay. 
And that's going to bring us to the top of the order. Silpa. We'll use Ray of Frost again. It's a 13, so that will... Not going to hit. A Ray of Cold blast the, the ground near it. Sable. So from where I am, I am going to... Is it moving to run? Unclear. I am carefully going to cast a spell that is centered so that a 20-foot radius just hits this guy, the Octobear. Can I do that? You have no problem. All right, so I center it so that there's a 20-foot radius back towards the thorns from this thing, and I cast Spike Growth. Okay. So the way Spike Growth works is he knows immediately that he is now in terrain that is covered in spiky thorns, right? And as he moves, as it moves, it's going to take 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. Got it. So that's like 40 feet toward the thorns that it's going to have to go through if it, unless it figures out a way around it. But the transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural to anybody else. So so we don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to cast the, the cast that, hold the concentration, and I'll say, be careful approaching it. The ground's going to be dangerous. Jalen. <laughs> Jalen's going to draw Fairy Bane and her rapier. Okay. Roll to hit. Gray is the rapier. 18 and 24. <laughs> okay. Dang. This is the rapier damage is a 12, and I get 3d6. Okay. 13 with the fairy bane. Okay. I did like 20 points of damage on this thing. I know. See, we don't have a tank, so you're as close to a tank as we have. We have two tanks. <laughs> he doesn't count. He's an NPC. Okay. Shit goes a little sideways. So you two have fear swords, and it has failed to save. So it is going to use its pinchers to try to grab Jessica and run. Ah! Because it's hungry. So Ooh. that's going to be a 24 to grab Jessica and a 10 to grab Jessica. I assume the 24 connects. She has an armor class of 15, so. Okay. Jessica gets pinchered for 12 damage. Ooh. Sorry, Jessica. She is lifted off the ground, and then the, yes. and then the tentacles smack her. Oh, God. <laughs> Give her a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, 11. Okay, she freezes in place and is unable to move her muscles. And the creature turns and flees. So it is going to move 30 feet over the spike With her? With her. Oh, shit. So that's 6 times 2d4, that's 12d4. I'm sorry, what? 30 feet? It it gets 2d4. So it goes 6 squares. Yeah, Yeah. it gets 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet. 25 points of damage. Okay, yeah, and as it flees, you both get to swing at it with your swords. Yeah, gonna do it. Hits, and this is 46, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So that's 20 okay. from Lynn, and then... Dead yet? Jalen will go with the fairy bane. Finish swinging. 17? Yep, that'll hit. 20. And she's gonna dash to try to keep up with it until it gets to the thorns. Oh, is it already in the thorns? It, well, no, she cast thorns. Oh, she cast spike growth. right. Spike she growth. did warn you not to follow too closely. Right. Okay, so she's not going to dash after it. Well, let's think about this rationally. She, she did warn you not to chase it, but... But it has Jessica. But it does have Jessica, so I think you take a D4 when you step on the first ones and then stop. Okay. Four points. All right. So here's what happens. Ow! It turns to flee and you both sink swords deep into its back. It scrabbles another five, ten feet and then collapses into the thorns, hurling Jessica into the spike growth. Oh, no, I... Well, I can't just release concentration right in the middle. Uh, Jessica lands, sticks it pretty good. So she only takes 1d4. She's not go okay. rolling. Two. Two. And then I will release that at the end when I get a chance. Okay. 
Yeah, you can release it. That will take us out of combat as this creature is very, very, very dead. Jalen's going to run up and grab Jessica and pull her back. Are you okay? So you run up and grab Jessica. She can't move or speak. Oh, right. Okay, she's, she's just going to drag her away from the thorns and away from this thing. And Jalen's pretty strong. She should be able to do that. Yeah, you have no problem dragging Jessica back and flopping her down. And then she's gonna, and then she's gonna start like taking her, arm, like looking under armor for wounds and things, okay. and be like, "Talk to me, Jessica." Slap, slap, slap. She, <laughs> hold on, she, hold on. She gives you like a. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And I'll walk up and I'll put a hand on her and murmur druidic and cast cure wounds. The bruising that you will eventually see is not there anymore. I think you want lesser restoration. Well, she can she cure the that. wounds. I didn't prepare lesser restoration. Six points. All right, Silpha, what did we get? Silpha will, at this point, scramble down from the tree. Yeah, I have a nature. I guess I figure she's been doing the research. (laughs) So, Arcana, nature, what do you want? Yeah, roll it. Nature is most appropriate. I get a 26, so apparently I know what a croco... Croctobear. A croctobear is. It's a 26. So, this is a wildly mutated bear. Almost unrecognizable as a bear. It had sprouted like four additional crawdaddy legs from its four other legs. Its head and neck had kind of elongated up and from its lower jaw is sort of missing and has been replaced with octopus tentacle appendages. And out of its sort of shoulder area, two giant pincers had emerged. But there's nothing particularly lifey, fiery, watery, or stony about this creature okay Silpha will examine it and be like shit i think this was a bear probably spent too much time eating fish out of the lake poor bear jalen will look up at she's still like kneeling by jessica she'll look up at lynn and be like are you okay oh yeah no i didn't didn't Did jessica touch talk me. yet so a, a minute goes by before jessica goes <gasps> you're right what the fuck you okay you, no it did something i say crocked a bear Crocta your ass. <laughs> Crocta shit. <laughs> I don't know how it paralyzed you, but it did. And she'll eventually be able to move both her arms and legs and stand up and shake. Jalen will help her sit up and stand Are up. Are you okay? Do you need more healing? She'll be like, fucking, fucking, fuck. Do you want to kick it? Yes. Go kick it, Jessica. She winds up and just starts kicking the corpse of this creature. After about, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kicks, she finally goes, ah. Okay, this is stupid. Silpha will will say something to massage her ego, like, uh, "Well, it's lucky you took one for the team, because I don't, I don't know if any of the others could have survived that." Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Lynn says, "All right, one down." You know, you never explained to me what we were looking for. Just any, anything that comes out of the. Woods? I think. Well, this is the first night we've done this, so we were sort of experimenting with just seeing what showed up. Well, I think this was an excellent exercise, and. Seeing how we work as a team, and it was really great to have you and Jessica along, Lynn. I am in search of components for spells. I'll open this up. I don't, I'm not hopeful that this has anything that I need, but no, this was good practice. This was, this was good. In the future, we can use Sable's magic to find the particular type of creature I'm looking for, and, and I'll bring the bait. Actually go hunting. Yes. So uh, we got probably three or four more hours before dawn. Are we turning in or this looks kind of heavy. We're going to have to get some horses and drag it back. If we leave it here, something else is going to eat it. Well, right now it's bait. 
Okay, we can use this bait. Okay, do we we want to drag it a little further away? So nope. <laughs> I mean, away from the thorns. Are we? Uh, uh, it's heavy. Sylpha does look a, a little concerned. Sylpha will say, "Well, it is heavy. When we need to remove it, if I have any spells left, I can assist with that." Are you all still have fight left in you? Kind of feeling good right now. Yeah, that was um, that was fun. I'm glad Jessica's not in the thorns. Being carried away to God knows where, but you know. You okay, Jessica? Yeah, no, I'm great. Let's get. Are let's, you sure? Yeah, no, right. I'm fine. Let's kill something else. Okay. All right. I'm going to wait in the lean to. She going to do some hit dice? <laughs> yeah, she can roll some hit dice, give herself a little short rest. All right, so roll me 2d20 because there is bait now. I rolled a natural 20. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead and roll a second one. And a 15. Okay, great. Only one bad thing. <laughs> oh, shit. So about an hour goes by. What is everyone's passive perceptions? 11. 12. And 13. Plus 10. Jessica has a wisdom proficiency. So that so hers is 12. I borrowed stats from okay. another I'm just surprised. <laughs> archetype. She probably isn't that wise in reality. We might have to modify that. Okay, but hers is 12 and Lynn's is 11. Mine's 11. So you hear a tree snap in half as something takes flight and towering over you, blotting out the moonlight is something, at which point it comes dive bombing down. And you can see in just the glint of moonlight coming off of it, it has at least one head of a dragon. Oh, shit. That's it for today. Special thanks to Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo and Todd Ferguson at My Pet Machine for our music. You can find them both on Facebook. Don't forget to rate and review us. Tune in next time as our heroes go hunting for the biggest and baddest of monster kind. This has been Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. I'm going to go check out the bag. What are you two laughing about? She has fairy moans. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I was writing down everything that I have on my sheet, and then I realized, like, I have three bottles of fairy Fairy moans. (laughs) The bed is big enough for, like, four people. (laughs) Should that need ever come up? Clearly, the matron used it because she has lots of kids. Ugh. <laughs> of course, your mind goes there. Yeah. Well, you know. she ha- probably had some children in that room. Oh, oh on that bed. Oh, shush, <laughs> shush. Oh God, what a hideous thought. <laughs>